0: Hey, everyone. My name is Asher Roddy. And this is Tyler Whipple. Welcome to
1: Talking Two-Tone.
0: We're thrilled to bring you a new and thought-provoking podcast that talks
1: all things Tennessee Titans. Go ahead and reserve your ticket now. It's going to be an incredible journey. Tighten up.
0: All right, guys. Welcome back to another edition of Talking Two-Tone. I am Tyler Whipple. I am joined by my good friend, Best co-host in the game, people, Asher Roddy. Asher, into this, man, um, we were at the game this weekend, weren't we? Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, we were there. We were there. Um, Yeah, I mean, the atmosphere there, you can tell that these fans, they want something to believe in. They want something. You know, Tennessee is right there on, like, the very edge of being an elite team in the NFL, they, they have a couple of things that they need to work on, but I mean, and it, I, I've been on record of saying this, and I'll, I'll probably say it for the rest of my life, but there's nothing like being in Nashville on a Sunday when the Tennessee Titans are about to play at home. I mean, I have been there when they have been terrible, and I have been there when they have been mediocre, but could have been better, and I've been there when they've been great. I'm telling you, I was there, I, I think I told you the story. I was at this – I was at the Packers game when the Titans played them at home and beat the dog shit out of that rat bastard Aaron Rodgers. Um, And when we're leaving (laughs) the game, I see this Titans fan. And Titans fans are, for the most part, pretty harmless because we don't have much to celebrate. But um, I see this guy just absolutely just pounding this guy's head in, kicking him in the face, this cheese head from Green Bay. I mean, he was literally wearing a cheese head. And – I mean, it was going on for a good minute. I mean, I walked past it. Like I was walking to go to where I, the car was parked. I mean, this guy was just kicking it repetitively, and I got. I mean, it was going on for at least a minute. I even did a double take and turned turned my head around to look, and he's just still kicking, still kicking.
0: He got a and, brain full of cheese now, poor guy.
1: Yo, probably yeah. He made that drive all <laughs>
0: cheese now.
1: He <laughs> made the. He made, it, he made that trek all the way to Nashville to watch his team lose and to get his shit kicked in.
0: <laughs> that
1: was the game uh, DeMarco Murray ran the
0: touchdown immediately back. I think it was like the first drive, probably right? like a 60-yarder.
1: Yeah. I mean, first play of the game, they scored a touchdown. And right. then Delaney Walker caught a touchdown pass.
0: And DeMarco it was, threw it, it to him, I believe. Yeah. That, that was like DeMarco yeah. Murray's coming out party with the Titans. People forget how good of a run. He was on here with us for what three years, I believe. Them first two years, he was a great bat for us.
1: He wasn't he was years, really good.
0: He was. I think he had like eighteen hundred yards all purpose his first year with the Titans, and that's yes. yeah, that's really good, man. That's still a good year at the day standards, seventeen game. But I mean, um, I agree. I agree with you on that. The atmosphere, man. The atmosphere was good. You know, um, I kind of expect. There's Bengals have a pretty good fan base. Bengals franchise been around a long time. So and it's pretty close proximity to Nashville. I think we looked it up. Bengals are five hours. hours away. Four or five hours, yeah. That's a shock and you know. know and you know we didn't we I didn't feel like it was a away game. There has been certain times like certain fan bases come to Nashville, i.e. Cowboys, Packers, uh, you know the bigger bigger brands. It kind of gets taken over because you know Nashville's a destination place, and um, there's a lot of fans come around and just want to see there. But I felt like our fan base hung in there strong. The guys didn't take all to throw it Should, Yeah, and, you know, should have won, won it for us. have been a lot better. Um, I will note this. Asher, when we went to eat later with a couple other friends, Asher was in absolute down in the dumps mode, man. He was not enjoying himself after that. You know, I was having to pick him up a little. But I think we're through that. I think we're through that, Asher. I hated to see you that way. The guy is just down for anything Tennessee Titans, and he hated to see him lose in person. Don't want to I, note that. This is a real fan you're listening to. People, I am too. Asher, <laughs> Asher was just completely upset that we lost that game. So I just want to note that too.
1: I mean, there is nothing in the world that could break my heart worse than the Tennessee Titans. <laughs> there's, there's nothing. There's nothing like it. I mean, I think it's in my Twitter bio. The only thing that I genuinely care about is Tennessee Titans football. And no. I mean that like, to an extent. Like that is completely true.
0: See, your problem is, I mean, your problem the, is the, like the, the three guys we went with us, um, we're all Tennessee Vol fan. And Asher is an Alabama fan, as you guys know. Um, he's not used to the letdown every year like we are. So <laughs> we take the losses a little easier. The Tennessee Vol fans listen out there, you know. Asher's an Alabama fan, so he's not used to taking the losses. So he, he, he took it really tough, guys. Y'all, uh, y'all send the T's and P's for Asher. Okay. Thoughts and prayers, T's and P's. Um, he don't need to go through that again. Let's go ahead and beat the Eagles this Sunday to get him back on. Pace. Hey man. okay.
1: So, hey man, you just gotta you just gotta keep L-I-V-I-N, man. You just gotta keep learning. <laughs> all right, all right, all right.
0: All right, we had a great time. Let's uh, let's move on and talk about the game a little bit. How about it? Uh, all right, guys. Now that we've talked about Asher's depression and whatnot, we're gonna get into the game. But I just want to make a mention of what we're gonna bring back. Um, we're gonna talk Titans history again. We did this uh, for. The guys that's listening for a while, we've done this maybe, what do you say, Asher, two or three months ago probably. Yeah. We started it with the Titan. So, so what we're going to do is each jersey number, we're going to tell you what Titan wore it and who was the greatest Titan to ever wear that number, if that makes sense. So, we're at number three, and we'll reveal who number three is at the end of the podcast and just keep listening. But we've got a little, a little something in the works that involves history. We don't want to go ahead and say what's going on until we've got, you know, stuff set in stone. But we, we do have something working right now, so – uh, you guys, stay, let's tuned. stay tuned. So, um, actually, let's, let's get right into the game, man. We we was there. Um, of course, it, it's kind of like this happened all year long. We've played eleven games. We've had one out, one offensive out, outburst this year, really that I can think of. That was a Green Bay last week. But as as usual, the defense carried the day.
1: Yeah, um, yeah, I, I agree with you. Uh, Tennessee has yet to score thirty points in a game this season. We're eleven games in. That's horrendous. Um, I genuinely don't know how the unemployment rate is where it is, and Todd Downing still has a job, as well as Cody Hollister. And thank God—I mean, you'll never hear me say this very often—but thank God, God Cody Tony. Hollister's injury. <laughs> I, I mean, he doesn't even deserve to be listed on the injury report.
0: He doesn't. He is in the practice squad for sure. For sure, I
1: agree. I mean, for fuck's sake, man, why is he still in the league? All right, all right, but you know. You they gotta blame Racy McMath
0: for that. Blame Racy McMath for not staying healthy. That's why Cody Hofstra on the roster. Golly, if you guys didn't golly. know that,
1: yeah, God, Godly, um, yeah. So again, it's it's this team is eerily similar to the 2017 Jaguars team for me, uh, where their defense just absolutely carried them into the AFC Championship game, which they should have won against the Patriots. and lost, um, even though we swept them both games that year. I am driving into enemy territory right now, into Jacksonville. Uh, I'm to play some golf and, you know, have some social interactions and stuff like that. <laughs> but, you know, it, it, it's depressing. It, it's depressing in a way. And, you know, you just got to keep L-I-V-I-N, baby. You just got to keep living. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, but you know, uh, it, it's, it's sad because, like, Derrick Henry is – we're going to waste him. We're going to waste yeah. this unicorn – and he's going to die in some horrendous way in Nashville. Like every other great Tennessee Titan, they're going to kill him. He's going to die. But, you know, on the bright side is there's not much room for this offense to get any worse. Well, uh,
0: yeah, let me add to that. That was metaphorical, by the way, if, if you know, if you, if you didn't realize that. Asher's a little metaphorical guy. Um, <laughs> he's talking about his career is going to die. Anyway, um, Wait, the 2017 uh, Jaguars uh, comparison, I like it. But the only difference is with our defense, and, you know, we've got notes here in front of us, is they had that lockdown corner, that one-on-one, you're not you're not beating me and Jalen Ramsey that year. Fulton is our guy, but is Fulton that guy is what I'm asking. Fulton, I love Christian Fulton. Don't get me wrong. He makes our defense way better. But I think Christian Fulton would be better suited as a number two cornerback in the National Football League. Now, don't, he can be a solid number one. But if we had another top-tier cornerback on this defense, who was bigger and rangier, like a Jalen Ramsey, we wouldn't have had the problems we had this weekend against T. Higgins because they was just throwing him to the back shoulder, and there was nothing. And Christian Fulton was in great coverage. He just was not as big, you know. T. Higgins is just a big dude. He's a tight end playing wide receiver. And, and he got uh, big body. He got big we, body. Just, we couldn't do anything about it. You know, and don't the technique was there. He was he was on him like stink on crap, man. He just was, and there was just nothing he could do about it. You know, so uh, maybe we need to look into that. And I think that's maybe because California is a big corner, and I think that's maybe why they what they wanted him to be, and it just hasn't panned out that way. But yeah, that, that's that's sense. a that's a note I had for the defense. Um, but we, we all know how good our defense is. And let's let's just move on to this offense, and it, it continues to sputter. And, and the main thing I think that needs to happen with this offense, and the only way this offense will ever improve is if we get better play calling. And the way we get that, and I think I speak for all of the Titans fan base and all of our listeners here, is Todd Downing needs to be a position coach. If Bravo if doesn't want to fire the guy, you know, ruin his career and trajectory or whatever, he, you know, Bravo takes care of his guys, can we not just, can he not be a wide receiver's coach? Do not be a running backs coach. I don't know. You know, let's just let Tim Kelly play call the plays. It cannot be worse than it is now. I think our offense is ranked like 32nd right now in the league in
1: offense. And that, that's crazy. Yeah, it's it's absolutely terrible. Um, this, uh, this wide receiver core is not as bad as people think it is. It's very balanced in, in, in the talent level. Like Nick Westbrook-Akina is a great wide receiver three. And for whatever reason, and I, this is my biggest gripe about the game and, and this whole season in general, it is the the offense is married to a inconsistent and unproven personnel set. And what I mean by that is it, its predictability. You know, Todd Downing is way too predictable, way too predictable. And um, so, for example, prime example. When Cody Hollister's in the game and Jeff Swaim is in the game, I hate Jeff Swain and I hate Cody Hollister for this reason. <laughs> they should not be in the NFL. They just shouldn't be. But for whatever reason, Todd Downing loves them. Maybe they're banging his wife. Maybe they're they're doing something. I don't know. Maybe they got dirt on him. Maybe, you know, who knows. Or his drinking buddies. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, so perfect example. Every single time in the game, Tennessee probably did this three or four times. They lined up. In, a, in an I formation with Jeff Swaim as the lead fullback and then motion him out to the left side of the offensive line where Cody Hollister spread out wide. Every single time they did that, the offense ran the ball left. And every single time, Derrick got tackled. And he got hit before – Derek. here's another stat. Derrick Henry, the Tennessee Titans have the worst amount of yards gained before contact per rush. And what I mean by that is this is where they get hit first. The running back gets hit first. Derrick Henry gets hit 0. 0.9 yards. When he when he has the ball, he's getting hit less than a yard before he gets the ball. And he's averaging 4.4 4 yards per carry. It's crazy. So, you know how mind-blowing that is? It's crazy. That yeah. That is off the chain, my friend. That is off the fucking chain.
0: Derrick Henry is a yards, unicorn.
1: Yeah yeah he just falls forward for 4 yards but you know it's like the, this this you know mindset or this ideology of Todd Downing is to be mediocre like he like he thinks oh well the, the, Vrabel said who are we going to throw the ball to if we throw it 30 times well i don't know maybe if you threw it to your wide receivers you know why are you running why are you throwing it to a, why are you throwing a slant route to Jeff Swain when yeah. Treylon Burks out. is blocking yeah what the hell what the hell you know, and another thing, and I did get a request from this from Matt Stout. Uh, no free shout-outs, but shout-out Matt Stout. Um, he wanted us to talk about Chig Oconqua. Chig should be the starting tight end. It should be Chig Oconqua and Austin Hooper. Otherwise, why do you draft a tight end?
0: Thank you. Yes, I mean, I wanted to bring that. Chig Oconquo is a freak elite tight end talent. He might not be able to block. He, he Whatever. I do not care. The guy is a baller, and he just looks different on the field. Why in the world? Why? Why in the world would Jeff Swain be in the game? Practice squad, Jeff Swain for two years, be in the game over Chigakwonkwa. The guy is an animal. Like he is, like he looks like a running back when he gets the football. If, yes. if I could make a comparison, he if he's not there yet, probably in the blocking game. He's probably not. You know, he might not know the system well. But, he looks like George Kittle when he gets the football in his hand. Ooh, he does. High praise. Do- high praise for the well, rookie. Well, he gets the football in his hand. Now, I'm not saying he's George Kittle. Just think about that first play we had against Scream Bay, what he looked like.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. That looked I mean, like George looked, Kittle. He, he looks truly elite. When he gets did, the football in his hand, things can happen. They need to give, manufacture him touches, get him in the game, get Jeff Swain on the sideline, giving that guy water. He
1: doesn't need to get in the game instead of him. I, I'm so Jeff Swain tired can't even, of seeing that. Jeff Swain can't even hold Chig's jock, all right? Jeff Swain needs to be given the hotel key uh, hotel key to Chig to go bang his wife. That's what he needs to be doing. <laughs> all right, Jeff Swain needs to be out of the league. He is not good, and I'm glad he hobbled off the field with an ankle injury. I am. I truly am. Because every <laughs> single every single game, and I'm not joking. This is not for shits and gigs for me. All right? I'm not joking. Every <laughs> single time. He is on the field for. I is they try to justify it with his. He's our best blocking tight end. Well, if he had a better offensive line, he wouldn't need to have an elite blocking tight. play. he is a terribly terrible at blocking? Terrible. He gets t- sacked every time, almost every play, or he gets pressure right off of them on the left side. I don't understand. Yeah,
0: get me yeah. fired up! Uh, yeah, get me fired uh, Max, up! By the way. Get, get uh, yeah. if we talk about stout. Let's get let's get stouts and followers. Uh, Unstoutable on TikTok, guy is It's got hundred k an now. Animal on Warzone. Uh, animal on Warzone. Go ahead and give that guy a follow. He's a, he's a they great watch. Um, moving on, we could talk about Jeff Swain all day. We we me and Asher have discussed Jeff Swain more than any player, and in, in the two tone blue this year. So let's just move. Could, on get
1: from get Jeff me fired Swim. up. You're getting me. You better uh, be careful now. You're getting me fired up. <laughs>
0: Let's not get off on a twenty minute tangent here. Um the the next the next point we have here and it's it's maybe it's not really what I believe, but there is a narrative out there. And and there is a couple you know, you could say this. Derrick Henry has lost a step asher Staddy mentioned earlier, um, he's, he's getting four yards carry but getting touched at the, the line of scrimmage every time is crazy. But he has been ran down a couple times this year. We haven't never seen that until this year. Like the, the the screen he brought back, I couldn't believe he got ran down. I know we scored on it, but last yeah. two years ago, Derek Henry's taking that all the way to the crib. So yeah. you know he he may have lost a step, but he's still capable of getting that two thousand yard rank if we had a better offensive line. I, that's how I feel.
1: Oh my god, yeah. I mean the guy, the guy. I mean the thing about Derek is you know he's got, he's elite, never, vision. He's he's elite, got elite vision. He's v- got elite vision and he he initiates the contact, which I love. Look, I'm a sucker. For a, you know you know me I love seeing people get hit I love it but Derek is like he's like me or I, I'm like Derek but I don't play football I'm at six foot four and run a 4 540 okay and I'm at 232 pounds so but anyway I still probably wouldn't wouldn't play football but Derek Henry is a monster Derek Henry is the best running back in the league he will continue to show you that. And people also very underrated a thing about Derrick Henry. They're like, how much longer can he do this taking 300 carries a season? He wasn't the starter until his third year. And even then, they right. still tried to get him to split carries with Deion Lewis.
0: And he's also, this year, he's got more receiving yards and receptions this year than I think he's had
1: in his at this point in his career.
0: Yeah. At any, yeah. It might be at this point, but it might be already there. I can't remember. It's a stat. Um, but yeah, moving on, we all know what Derrick Henry is. And, you know, he's the best player on our team. So, I mean, we, we just got to quit that narrative. Um, in spite of Todd Downing, um, I've been really impressed with how Ryan Tannehill has played this year and the, their later emergence of Traylon Burke so far. Um, Tannehill has been very smart with the football this year. Um, he he, he seems like he's – when we're the two-minute drill and the guy can just go make plays – Without having retarded, excuse me, idiotic, play calling um, coming in, uh, the guy really does his job and he does it well. Uh, you can just tell we're the two-minute drill. And we're just so much more efficient. And that's because Ryan Tannehill is making the plays and the checks at a at lot of scrimmage. And I wish, I wish they gave him a little more free weight. And he probably does, but um, if, if we could just play two-minute drill the whole time, I'd be fine with that. If that's how I feel about Ryan Tannehill this year. So. Um, I just want to make a note of that. I know Asher probably feels the same way, but I think Ryan Tannehill has really deserved that spot back this year, and I, I'm confident for him in the playoffs. You know, now, we all know what it's going to be, but I, I wouldn't be surprised if Tannehill leads us to a couple wins in the playoffs this year if we get hot at the right time. I,
1: I agree with you. I mean, this deep, we're always going to be in every game because of this defense. We held the Chiefs to 20 points on 80 offensive plays, and they beat us in overtime. So when you have a defense like that, it's going to keep you in any single game that you're in. Uh, the only downside to, you know, what what you said is they're not going to let Ryan Tannehill call the plays. They're going to let Todd Downing do it. And, honestly, Todd Downing needs to be in jail. He needs to be in jail. He needs to be doing community <laughs> service. just case for
0: all of you guys. I'm, coming co- to everybody yes. I'm fired up.
1: I'm telling you, I'm fired up. It's Fireball Friday, and I'm fired up.
0: He's and going I to Jacksonville got- in the enemy territory. It's mad. We lost to the Bengals again. Three straight losses to the Bengals. I mean, come on. They didn't have Joe
1: Mixon or Jamar Chase, and they no, still it didn't. beat us. They did. Well, yeah, yeah. God damn mm-hmm. it. But you know, yeah, I agree. Traylon Burks is, is going to be a stud. He's going to be a stud. I mean, yeah. as, as long as they can continue to make a conscious effort to get him the ball, like he had eight targets the last game. I think he getting ten, getting twelve. Um, yeah, I mean,
0: I, I'm not going to attack anybody's uh, character because I don't know these guys personally. You know, we all, we're all making jokes in here, you know, whatever. But uh, I just feel like this kid is – he's more coachable and humble than A.J. Brown is. Like, when you hear him talk and wh- yeah. if, he, he just – like, A.J. Brown had that dog in him, don't doubt. You know, he, he, he seemed like he was a hungry guy. He wanted the ball and stuff. But Traylon Burks, when you hear him talk, he don't seem like he's interested in – I think A.J. – what come down to AJ? And I know AJ, of course. I think AJ cared too much what people thought of him. Traylon Burks yeah. is just—he is just a redneck from Arkansas. Like he just yeah. wants to fish. He just wants to fish, hunt, and play ball, man. And that's what I like about him. You know, he—he he seemed like he's a really good kid. You know, I can call him because I'm older than him. But uh, I, I think um, I think once everything clicks with this guy and we really start filling his usage in this offense, I think he's going to be a great. I really do. You know. Now he could be Corey Davis because Corey Davis showed flashes his rookie year too, but yeah, I, I think I think he's a little more humble. I think he's more working with mentally than AJ was. Now I don't really know these guys personally. I'm just going off off the rocks here, but uh, I really I really like it. I really like this kid. And I think he's going to be just, I think he's going to be really good for this franchise. And Traylon's got that
1: dog in him too. Remember when he mossed or he caught that pass over Jair Alexander? Told him right was too little. The yeah. Morning and told him was too, too small. small. Too small. Yeah. That's that's what people used to do to me at the rec gym in, in Alabama when play basketball. <laughs> but you know what? You know What only matters though, baby, heart over height, baby, heart over height,
0: heart over height, baby. That's, that's a great. That's a great to go in here. You know, let's 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 get right into this uh, Eagles preview. Though um, we we talked about the struggles on offense enough. You know, Let, let's. What can we do? This is the perfect time for the Tennessee Titans. This is when the Tennessee Titans. If you, if you're going to be a betting man. I don't care what the line is against the spread. We may lose the game. It's a possibility. Because the Eagles got a really good roster. Jalen Hurts is playing the best ball in his career. Um, but if you had to bet – if somebody told you right now, you have to bet your house or I'm going to kill you. <laughs> and this is a crazy hypothetical. Take the Titans against the spread. I don't care what the, the number is. If the Titans are only three-point dogs, take the Titans. Because this is yeah. where they excel, man. Last year when the Rams game, we just lost Derek Henry. Oh, the Titans suck, Titans this, blah, blah, blah. Mike Vrabel will have them boys ready to play. Okay. Yeah. I would be it would be a shock to me if they get blew out or they, they don't win the line. And I, I just I feel like the Titans can run the football on the Eagles. The Eagles have struggled at times this year to stop the run. Now they went and sign in Dominican blah, blah, blah. But uh, he's a little over the hill. I think we'll be able to run the football. And if we can run the football, we all know how good this team can be. Because if you can run the yeah. football with this defense, you're going to be right in it.
1: And we all know what Derrick Henry does in December. Everybody yeah. knows what Derrick – good God. I mean, everybody knows what he does in December. It's King Simber. It's King
0: Simber. We'll, yeah, we'll, we'll quote King that.
1: Simber. Yeah, it's King Simber. Also, the thing that concerns me about this Eagles game, and I think the Tennessee Titans are going to win it. I mean, I genuinely do. They, they don't lose many back-to-back games under Brable. Um, they're going to be well coached. They had the thing that concerned me for the Bengals game, and that they now that they know and mentioned it this year in their their pressers is uh, they had too many missed tackles against the Bengals in the run game. They averaged, I think it was it was double digit mm-hmm. missed tackles. And that's not something we're going to do, yeah. Yeah, and you just can't do that against the Eagles. And I you know, I've got I, I've personally got to see Jalen Hurts play a couple of times um, in Alabama. And I will say this: I'm not a big believer in Jalen Hurts. He is playing really, really well this year he has played historically well this year but Jalen as a quarterback as a quarterback is one of those players that is afraid to make a mistake and you'll see it at times Mm -hmm. during a game when he throws like two or three incompletions in a row you'll see him take off because he doesn't want to throw an interception and he was like that in Alabama that's why he got benched in the national championship game because he wouldn't throw the ball down the field now that he has A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith and that Watkins guy, whoever he is. I don't think it's Sammy Watkins, but Quez. it's another – Yeah, Quest Watkins. Alabama
0: native. Did yeah, like that. He's,
1: got, he's got these guys out there that are big-bodied physical receivers with great catch radiuses and strong hands, and they can come down with 50-50 balls. I think that now you're seeing him just be more open to the idea of throwing the ball down the field. But the number one thing that concerns me is if Jalen throws for 400 yards and beats us that way, fine. But if he rushes for 200 and the Eagles rush for – 360 yards on like 40 attempts, then we're going to be screwed.
0: Yeah. I mean, yeah, I agree. Um, if if we can contain the quarterback, but I mean, you know, a big thing is this week we're getting to Nico Autry back. And, and I think that showed up a lot this week. People forget how banged up our defense oh, We still get pressure and we just keep rotating these guys in. But we have a, uh, a pro, two pro bowlers out last year. Well, Nico went a pro bowler last year. Excuse me. But Harold Landry yeah. is still missing. Um, then Nico is back this week. I think that makes a big, big difference in the run game. People do not realize how good of a run stopper he is. He's a great, he's a good pass rusher, but he's better in the run game than he is in the pass game. So and that, now that you helps a lot.
1: And now you can't just double Jeffrey Simmons every play.
0: Right. Yeah. And then the Marcus, the Marcus Walker and the other guy, I can't think my of his name. My boy, my boy, Rashad, Rashad Weaver. Weaver. But there's another another guy they picked up off off the street this oh, year. Oh, Mario what?
1: Edwards Jr.
0: Mario Edwards. Okay, yeah. Um he has been all those guys have come in and played their tails off. So uh let's just contain the quarterback and I think we'll be fine. But um uh, uh, yeah, like I said, I don't I don't know if I'm going to make a prediction uh, if I have to, you know, of course I have to pick the Titans to win. But whatever the spread is, take the Titans. If I am going to go ahead and take a uh prediction, I'm going to say 24 Titans we're, we're going to score we're going to score three TDs this week, boys. We're gonna score three, three touchdowns. Okay, three tutties, and I think Traylon Birch scores one on the Eagles' sideline. So AJ Brown can see it, and of course AJ Brown can still, huh? Does he chirp? Does Traylon chirp? I don't know. I don't think so. But I think we score three tutties because I don't think that's. I don't think that's. I don't really think that's Traylon Birch. Well, he did it to Jarius on Alexander, but it kind of felt like he didn't want to. But anyway. I think we score three touchdowns and we kick a field goal late to ice the game, uh, get us up 10 points. I'm going to say 24 and they score a late touchdown,
1: 24-21. Titans. That's fair. I'm going to speak this into existence. Tennessee's going to score 30 points for the first time this year. I'm going to go 30, 31-23 Tennessee, no, 31-24 Tennessee wins. And I'm going to say Derek rushes in a couple of short yardage touchdowns after a big play passes. Um, Derek goes oh, – Derek's going to go for a buck 50.
0: Oh, baby. Do, do, does. do we get a defensive touchdown, though, to
1: get 30? I think so. And you know who I think it's going to be? You're never going to guess who I think it's going to be. Who? It's going to be your boy Christian Fulton.
0: I hope so. I would love to see it. Give him a little, you know – a little pet back in his step after, you know, a pretty tough game against T. Uh, T.A.
1: It's either going to be Fulton or David Long.
0: Oh, David Long. A, oh, my. Can you imagine the celebration? <laughs> I love David, David Long. So He's such a, I, him and Jeffrey Simmons talk so much. It's so funny watching those two guys. They talk
1: so much shit. I love it. I, and Jeffrey Simmons is so good at it. You know, yeah. David Long is, too. Like right up there on the offensive line, and he's probably choking as yeah. he plays. like get
0: off me, man. And what are I going to say to him? Look at that guy! Oh yeah, Good
1: worried. He, 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 he pick me up and break my back, like banged in the back. It yeah, just, like, him, like it'd be like him just opening a pixie stick.
0: And I just wanted to uh, mention this too, um, since AJ talks so much on Twitter. AJ Brown it's can it. lick. He can lick my
1: tank meat. Yeah, A.J. Brown can fuck right off, dude. He's such a diva. <laughs> he can fuck right on off and right left off. He can fuck just right on off, dude. A.J. Brown is such a diva. And you know what? He, as soon as he tweeted about the Titans receivers not getting separation, look what he's done over the last couple of games. Keep, yeah, your exactly. shut, keep, keep your mouth shut, kid. Keep your mouth shut. Remember where you came from.
0: Hopefully, A.J., if you're listening to this, which we know you're not, Please don't lie to stuff this weekend. <laughs> I just don't want to see that. It's gonna break my heart. Please don't. I'm begging. You know, just, just take the night off. Just sit over there and and fake block like you used to at the Titans. So, um, yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, that, that's our predictions. Uh, we got. We want to go ahead and move on to the. It's time
1: for Titans history.
0: to the uh the history of the titans again tonight uh we talked about it earlier um we're on titan number three we first we went with number one this is this goes oilers and titans history by the way um so if you're a student of the game you may know some of these already but number one was warren moon of course the, the, the great warren moon should be number one with us and then number two was the great So. Uh, R. I. P., yeah. uh, number three, though, uh, we're going to stay with the kickers. Um, and I didn't know this stat until we looked it up. Um, number three for the Tennessee Titans. He played. This guy played for the Tennessee Titans, the Tennessee Oilers, because, you know, the, they were the Oilers for one year in Tennessee. And then uh, he played also for the Tennessee Titans. I may have said Titans, twice, but he played for the Houston Oilers, the Tennessee Oilers, and the Tennessee Titans. Uh, he is the all time leader in field goals made for the franchise. He's the all time extra points leader for the franchise. Now, he did kick the 21 yard field goal, not what they had to kick now. Um, he is the all time point scoring leader. Number three on Titans history, the greatest Titan older to ever wear the number three is who, Asher?
1: Al Del Greco, baby. Went to Auburn, Alabama, went to Auburn University. Um, God I can't stand Auburn, but he went there. Uh, I believe he's, I, I think he was a Hoover head coach for a little while, or Hoover's one of the Hoover coaches when that team was like a, a dynasty. Yeah. yeah. Yes. I mean, he was over there. <clears throat> I mean, I wasn't really alive when Aldo Greco was kicking. I wasn't really, can't really remember much of it, but I mean, his numbers speak for themselves. Uh, the guy was, you know, just Mr. Automatic. He came out there. But uh, He was a big lunch pail guy, you know what I mean. He came in first one in there, last one out. He just loved kicking balls, man. He
0: just loved kicking. He, he had a great knack for uh, those balls. Um, field goal percentage. He uh, actually a little surprising here. His field goal percentage was seventy seven percent. Now I'm gonna say I'm not for sure. I'm gonna say Rob Brown is more accurate than that. Now he did, um, he did, however, kick three years, four years for the Green Bay Packers. And he kicked for four years for the Cardinals franchise. One year in St. Louis, three and they called him the Phoenix Cardinals at the time. We know him as the Arizona Cardinals now. And then he kicked for ten years for our franchise. And we talked about that earlier. He kicked for three different team names. Um, probably – I would imagine – now, I don't know this either. I'm I'm, like, I'm just speaking off the top of my head because whatever. Um I would say he's probably one of the very, very, very few that played for all three of those team names. Um, I'm not completely sure on that, uh, but I I would imagine. So, um, yeah, Aldo Greco is number three. A Titan, great. Um, We're going to keep this uh, series going on for the next time we do this podcast. Uh, We haven't been doing it weekly anymore uh, this time, and, you know, stuff has been going on, so we just haven't doing it weekly. But we will keep this this uh, series going, and next week will be number four.
1: Yes, sir. And, uh, and also, shout out to honorable mention Brandon Weeden. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Don't forget, don't forget the Brent, the goat, back up for one year. <laughs> Brandon Weeden, number three. Fun fact about Brandon Weeden: he was the oldest quarterback ever taken in the first round. He was twenty seven years when he got twenty seven years old when he got drafted to the Browns.
0: And that's a fact. And y'all can stop talking about Hendon Hooker now. Uh,
1: <laughs> but uh, Brandon Whedon, he,
0: he, was, he was supposed to be better than he was. Um, but, you know, things happen. He, yeah. had, he had a decent long career. You know, he made his money.
1: Yeah, and, he made uh, his money.
0: He was, he was he Marcus Mariota's backup the year. His second year, Marcus, Marcus's best year of the time, he was his backup. I think he, I think he played like mock-up duty with the Jaguars when we were going to clinch the game. I mean, I actually talked about that earlier. But uh, yeah, and he
1: snapped his leg. Marcus snapped his ankle in half. And, and you
0: know what? He never really was the same after after that, was it? Um, nope.
1: Ruined his confidence. He was having an elite
0: it, season. Yeah, I think I want to say Marcus had like close to thirty touchdowns that year. Yeah, passing. And yeah. I know he had over thirty when he when he added in his rushing touchdowns. And then um, he uh only had like five or six interceptions. He had a great quarterback rating. And then and then the the Jaguars. You know what? You're in Jacksonville now. Just go ahead and let them know that you're not happy with them about that. So uh, I'm
1: not. You know, we swept them two years in a row. Now
0: we have swept them. Let's go ahead and make it three. If we, well, speaking of, just keep on rambling. Uh, but if if we uh, if we sweep the Jaguars, that division's ours, fellas. That, that's it. That's all we got. lies ahead of us. If we if we sweep the Jaguars again this year, they're the only real threat to us at the moment, and they're still three games behind us. So if we sweep them. The AFC South will be marked up probably by what week thirteen?
1: Yeah, it should be. It so. should be done relatively soon. I mean, it, 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 there's just not much left. I mean, there's what six games left, so we got a three game, three game head lead over them. Also, Colin Coward, you can fuck right off too for predicting the Colts to win the AFC South for like the third again. again, again, and going to do it again next year too.
0: The fat and Jeff Sanders days, but um. Yeah. Yeah, everybody, uh, we appreciate y'all tuning in again. This has been another edition of Talking Tuto, and I've enjoyed my time with my good friend Asher. It's always a pleasure. uh, And we'll do this again next time. I I can't tell you when we'll do it again. Uh, (laughs) But we will do this again next time. Uh, Tighten up. Everybody, we'll leave you with that. Tighten up.
1: Oh, yeah, Daddy.